Hi, Claudia. How are you feeling today? I'm great, Steph. How I'm, are you? I'm doing well, and I'm super happy to meet with you again to, you know, discuss more about your sacrifices and challenges. Since last week, we kind of brushed a little bit on it, but I want to go more in depth on some of the sacrifices and challenges um, that you had to come to New York City. So my first question to you would be, how important was obtaining your documented status to you? How important was it? It was everything. Yes, it was, I call it today, I call mm. it freedom. I, mm. I kind of relate that moment to obtaining my freedom again. And I, I say that because I couldn't do many things yes. without, because I didn't have those papers, mm -hmm. right? I wasn't legal in quotes, right? And in, in this country. So I, I couldn't get even a phone for wow. me, right? So I, I had a, I had to have a friend kind of put me under his <laughs> lease so I could have a cell phone uh -huh. for me. So yeah, no bank account, uh, but more importantly, I couldn't leave the country. Mm -hmm. I it was when I decided to move here. You know, New York became my world. Mm -hmm. You know, that there were that there was no other place aside from New York. I couldn't leave um, New York. So for seven years, this was my. I I I can say that today openly. It was kind of like um being in, in, in jail, but, mm -hmm. but free, right? But New York was, I feel that it was my, I had those restrictions. This was the only place that I was allowed to, to be. Mm -hmm. So I was free again in quotes, but I couldn't leave New York city. So I really gained, gaining my legal status to obtaining, regaining my freedom. Yeah, and I can I can't imagine how difficult that must have been since you know your your mother your family lived in Cali right Cali Colombia so that had to be a challenge in itself leaving and not knowing when you're gonna see your family yes. uh, but yeah and I just want to go more in depth on your you know obtaining your papers right so what were the challenges that you faced during that process of receiving your papers. So my dad, uh, I moved here in 2000 and mm. he decided to come to New York in 2001. Mm. There was two reasons for that. One was that uh, we were having some financial difficulties back at home and he felt like if I go to New York, I would be able to work and kind of, you know, be able to cover those, um, pay for those, those uh, debts that he had. So that was one reason. The second was, uh, he knew I was here and, mm -hmm. and I traveled when I moved to New York, I, I came with my tourist visa. So the only kind of, you know, pathway that I had to become a legal resident here was my father. Mm -hmm. So the, the other reason was that I will go and, I, and he said, I will start a process for, for you to become legal. And, and so those were the two reasons. So for, for that, he decided to come to New York in 2001. Mm -hmm. So we did the paperwork in 2001. But uh, it will take seven years for those papers to process, wow. right? So mm -hmm. we didn't pay, I guess I, I would uh, like to share this, uh, we didn't pay a lawyer to, to complete the, that oh, paperwork. Yeah. So we kind of like printed out the form and we completed it together and we sent it. And that, I don't know, I mean, that was, 
I don't know today if that was the right thing to do, but basically that's what we did. That's a risk. Yeah, and 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 so what happened was um, I mentioned before to you that every Christmas I would, you know, I would wait to be able to go home and see my mom mm-hmm. and my sister again, and nothing would happen. And so when five years went by, you know, my, I mentioned to you that my mom and my sister ended up coming here first uh, instead of me going back mm-hmm. home. After five years or so, and I was already working for a, uh, a health club mm-hmm. uh, at a gym as a personal trainer, one of my clients, uh, he mentioned to me, uh, I know someone within the immigration you know, system and I can ask where your papers are, where mm-hmm. your application is. And that was, if I, if that hadn't happened, I think that that was some sort of, you know, sign from God, because if that didn't happen, I I think until today, I was still, I mean, I I would have had to hire someone to complete that. (laughs) But because of my, my client's friend, they did, they had to like dig deep and, and, you know, the paper was supposed to be in New Jersey and they were not in New Jersey. They were supposed to be in Texas. I don't know how they found my application, but imagine a pile of applications mm-hmm. mine was the, the one on the bottom and it had been six years wow so it was wild. because of that help of, of this person that they found the application yes. and started the process so technically they hadn't even looked at the application in six years imagine meanwhile i'm sitting here thinking oh this year will happen uh-huh. this year will happen and they hadn't even found you know found uh-huh. the application so i'm, I'm very grateful to that yeah. person that helped me no, that was awesome because yes. that would have been a even longer process that you wouldn't have known the what was going to happen. Exactly. Yeah, and I know you mentioned like your family living in Cali, and and I know you miss them so much, right? But I wanted to know uh, what other things that you miss from your hometown, right? Because you grew up there, and and leaving had to be very difficult for you. So, what are some things that you miss? I love that question. Thank you, <laughs> Steph. And I think that that's so important because. As I mentioned, I moved to New York and it became my world, mm-hmm. right? And so it's so it's so interesting what uh interesting what I'm about to share because you, I grew up in Cali, right? So I was there since yeah, that's obviously as a kid until I left when I was twenty. So I was twenty. Yeah. I mean, you are you know a grown up, mm-hmm. and but this immersion that I had, you know, here in New York City when I was when I got those papers and I was able to go back, mm-hmm. when I arrived in my hometown, I was a stranger in my wow. hometown. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that was, I think that's powerful because I didn't know where I was. Mm-hmm. And people will think like, oh, that's just not true. Mm-hmm. But it is, trust me. Because you, your reality becomes, you know, for me, my reality became New York. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, I, you know, I don't know if I blocked it out, you know, my brain, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, my home with my Cali. But when I arrived back in Cali, I, if you would have had put me in like in the middle of the, you know, a street, I wouldn't know how to go home. And mm-hmm. that is a crazy situation. Yes. It took me like two weeks, literally to be like, oh, I know where I am. Yeah. And that may sound ridiculous, but that was so true. Yes. And the funny part, the also funny part is, you know, in, in here in New York, even 21 years later that I've been here, people will say, oh, you have an accent, you know, that you, you can't get rid of that, right? Mm. And it's interesting because when I went home, my friends will say like, 
you speak weird, <laughs> right? So it's kind of like, yes. okay, I'm not from there, and now I'm not from, from here, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, that's just a very weird, a very strange feeling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I can't even imagine that, right? Like, now, where am I from? If I'm not from Cali, I'm not from New York, What? where am I from? Right, right. so I have an accent here, and I have an accent back <laughs> home. Like, that is just not okay, yeah. right? But it was, it was like a... A cultural shock mm, mm-hmm. in a crazy way going back to your hometown yeah. and experiencing cultural shock that yeah. I don't think I, I don't th- I, I wouldn't have thought that that is possible but it was yeah and um, I know after seven years cultural shock right it's now you're older right going back and how was that like right like what what was it like returning to Cali after seven years right I know it's a cultural shock but what else can you say on returning back to your hometown? Did you meet friends? Did you, like, what specifically did you do? Because it's been seven years now. Mm-hmm. Well, after figuring out where I was and mm-hmm. meeting with my friends, it was just, uh, it was just beautiful to be able to go, be able to go back mm-hmm. home and have that freedom, right? That I didn't have for all those years. Mm-hmm. I seeing my friends again, seeing my family again, but feeling too that I I have a new home mm, mm-hmm. and that that was a yeah I think that now that I reflect on that is this was my home but I now belong somewhere else mm-hmm. and I and I can tell you that I that's how I feel today too mm-hmm. meaning I love my hometown and mm-hmm. I, I will always be you know Colombian but to me, New York is, is my home now. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's having two homes, but I feel that I this one is the one that I belong now. Yeah, and that is beautiful, right? Like, and I don't want to go a lot in depth, but like you had a purpose, right? Leaving, leaving Colombia, coming here to do something amazing, right? With the love program. And we'll go into that in future episodes, but I think it's just awesome that you did that sacrifice to now show other people that I did this and you could do so much more mm-hmm. right so I think that's beautiful Thank you. Um, but now just looking back at your entire immigration story right and your journey what is something you would have done differently right so now you've you've done the process now looking back what is something you would have changed I don't know if there's anything that I can change from that journey, Stephanie. I think that, yes, I mean, I, I, I believe that um, things happen exactly the way they're supposed to happen. Mm. I mean, I faced some real challenges, right, when I moved here, and, and meaning what I mentioned to you, uh, not having legal documents which is the hardest thing that you Mm -hmm. can experience you know learning the language uh, experiencing cultural shock here and then back home and yeah I don't know if I can change any of that Mm -hmm. um I wish maybe if I I guess thinking about the 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 legal process Mm -hmm. I guess maybe being more have better support Mm -hmm. Maybe if I had had that, I wouldn't have had to wait seven years mm-hmm. to go back home. So maybe that may be one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that in terms of leaving Cali and, and deciding to move abroad, I don't think that that would change anything mm-hmm. on that. Maybe, yeah, maybe that kind of guidance in 
okay, let's complete this uh, process so I can, you know, obtain legal residency here so I, I can be able to leave that that maybe would have I would have done that differently. Nice. Yes. And now looking back, because I know that you were going to go to France, mm -hmm. right? My question to you would be: Now that you're older, right? Would you have liked to go to France now, or <laughs> it was New York City still your home? Well, it was Amsterdam. Oh, Amsterdam! My apologies. <laughs> it was my friend at the time that went to France. Yes. Yes. My yes. apologies. No. No. Uh, no, I think no. New York, <laughs> definitely, yes, I, yes, no, I think that that decision to move to Amsterdam was based on, on my friend, but no, New York, I think I would, yeah. I would not have changed that. Yeah, and I think, like, how everything worked out for you, your purpose was in New York, right? Exactly. And now you're reaching so many different young, young women of color, and that is amazing. Uh, and now just... Thinking back, right, what is the message you would like to send to people, right? Maybe even young Latinas, young women of color. What is that message you would like to send them that are currently going through their own personal immigration journeys? Yeah, I mean, one thing that I've, I can say is that we all have our um, very different immigration mm -hmm. stories, right? But based on mine, and, and having gone through that process of um, getting accustomed and, you know, going, getting immersed into a new culture different from your own and, and um, acculturation can be tough, mm -hmm. right? It can be hard. Um, and that's something that, yeah, I see every day through the work that we do today in our young women. But I would say that never lose uh, uh, sight of who you are. I think mm -hmm. that's very important. I think that through everything that I went through uh, in terms of, uh, again, learning a new language and, and um, being able to, to complete my education, I don't, I think that the foundation for all of that was just staying truth, uh, true to myself, mm. just speaking my truth and, and not forgetting who I was. Mm. And one thing I can share, you know, openly, and I think that comfortably today is, and I think that many of our of, of our women that we support, and, and I guess everyone in general that goes through an immigration story that I face too, is this kind of um, biases, right, that mm. you have to go through and um, that what I share with you before, I'm not from here, but I'm not from there, mm -hmm. and that that's a, de a decision that you make. Uh, through all of that, I always felt like I am, you know, and I can I can say today, I'm a Latina in, in New York City, mm -hmm. and I was then, and I am now, and I will forever be, mm -hmm. and not not changing who you are because of your new environment. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important, right? Yes, so definitely. if I moved here and now I'm not Colombian, I am an American and I, mm -hmm. I have a serious problem with that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I am a, a New Yorker at heart, but I am a Colombian, you know, woman and mm -hmm. I am a, a Latina woman. Take, keep, keeping your root, mm -hmm. right? Staying true to who you are. And I think that that has made this journey valuable. Mm -hmm. And I feel that that's what I feel that I can share today in terms of how that is the core of who I am.
that yeah. even you know through my immigrant story I never lost sight mm. of who I am in my core which is you know Latina that moved to New York I love that and you know a lot of times like you were saying keeping to your roots right sometimes people may come here and feel like they have to assimilate they have to change their name so they can sound more american or be a certain way and i love that you're sharing that you stuck you stood by your roots right you knew who you were and i think that's beautiful to share with a lot of people that will be listening to this that they don't need to change who they are to be in new york city right they can be who they are um so i think that's awesome and I just wanted to to go in a little bit on um, your support team, right? Like when you were coming over here, and I know that you shared that your family was a huge support team, but what, who else was supporting you in this journey? Well, that is a great question in terms of the new um, uh, people that I met when I mm -hmm. when I came to New York City that became part of that support system. That it was. And I always want to remind um, you know uh, the listeners that back mm -hmm. then it was a different uh, world, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I I couldn't talking about support system. I couldn't talk to my family or looking you know be mm -hmm. able to talk to them on on um, FaceTime, mm -hmm, right? So mm -hmm. to to support me emotionally every day, something you of could course. do today, right? Mm -hmm. It was more through uh, letters, but I still had their support clearly, but. I started building a support system here, and mm -hmm. and it was it was all the people I met in different areas. That, you know, I started work going to school, and I, and that's something that I, I I I still do today. That's something that you can do actively do on your own. Mm -hmm. You can create your you know, your your support system from excellent mentors. Mm -hmm that are going to provide guidance and, the, you know, for you to follow the right path, the right direction. And so I identified who those were in, mm -hmm. the, in the new environment that where I was living in, being, you know, someone that I met at the gym where I worked, who helped me with my application to, to, to continue my degree in psychology here, for instance. Um, he became a mentor, uh, right? So maybe my the the roommate that I was living in that was kind of providing maybe emotional support at the time. So you start start to identify who is in my immediate circle. The, you know who are the people that can provide support in in different areas, mm -hmm. educational. Uh, career-wise, uh, more psychological, you know, like emotional uh, support system. So you you can personally identify mm -hmm. those those uh, uh, people that can support you, uh, that can are an extended support system from you from from your immediate family. Yeah, and I think that's really really important because everyone needs a support team, right? A support system. So I, I'm happy that you were able to find that. And for the listeners, right? Always try to, like you said, identify who those people are in your life so that, so that they can remember that they're not alone in this journey, right? That they have somebody there that, that can help them, that can support them, be a resource to them, right? So I think it's important to also say that you're not alone right? You, you shared your story and you're sharing to the listeners that you were not alone in this journey and that they can do this too, that they're not alone. The, the main point and important point there, Stephanie, is that 
as as an immigrant, it can be a very isolated mm. journey. Mm -hmm. It could, uh, especially. I mean, speaking about mine, I moved alone. Yeah, right. I decided mm -hmm. to do this by myself, and I said I'm gonna go and live by myself in New York City. And yeah, I mean, aside from my my and I mentioned that I moved in here with my uncle in the beginning mm -hmm. and I lived here with him for like six months. But aside from him, when I first moved, it was just him. Mm -hmm. Right. So it took some time until I started maybe meeting some people mm -hmm. and making some new friends and, you know, friends in quotes. Right. Because, you, it's, you know, uh, or, you know, fresh relationships mm -hmm. that you, you're making. But. It could, yeah, but in the end, it's, it's, it's you, right? Mm -hmm. and, and that can be an isolating kind of experience. Mm -hmm. and it, yeah, and you can, yeah, you can feel long, very lonely <laughs> at times, right? Yeah. So with that said, um, it is very important to, on your own, to kind of identify, okay, who can become my support system in this new environment? People that really care about you, that's very important too, that really are there and they're going to help you find the right path for you. Yeah, and yeah, I think that's super important because coming here, there will be challenges, right? There are things that you have to sacrifice. And thank you for sharing that story, your story of your sacrifices and the challenges that you face coming to New York City. And just, you know, the following episode, we'll talk more about um, how you adapted here, right? But thank you so much, Claudia, for your time, and we'll see you in the next one.